0: Lovely, see I feel a wee bit like the Reverend I am Jolly sitting in this seat. Not quite used to preaching, sitting down. It's nice to be with you. I want to read the scripture to you from Romans 15. If you get me, give me a thumbs up, will you? Thank you. Romans 15, and reading from verse 1. We then are strong. Not to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbour for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached you fell on me. And this is the verse I want to get to this morning. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Amen, may God have blessing, for the reading of his word. You know, one of the things that this uh, isolation has taught us, you know, is uh, how much we miss communication. Everybody tells about it. grandparents, I can't speak to the grandchildren, grandchildren can't speak to the grandparents. And we realize, you know, just how much communication affects a relationship. And that's one of the wonderful things about the gospel. It's not a religion of do's and don'ts and codes and ethics. It's a relationship with a father. Brought about by through Jesus Christ, who died in our place. The Bible says he reconciled us to God, whereby we have the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It speaks of a relationship. And the wonderful thing about it is that because we have a living saviour, He communicates with us. He's alive. And that's the joy of our salvation. You know, God speaks to us many different ways. Through sermons, through dreams and visions. And many of us, you know, have a joy, you know, of having a promise from the Lord. Something that just, the Holy Spirit has breathed upon you. You read your scriptures for a year. I've been reading the Bible for some 60 years, you know, and still, you're amazed now and again that a verse leaps out. Never saw that before. And it's just that the Holy Spirit quickens it, breathes on it, and makes it alive to you. I was asking many of the people, some of the folks in the fellowship, if they had a promise from the Lord that blessed them that way. And I got some four or five responses. Like, I'll share them with you. I'll not tell you who they're from, because they'll know. First one, he, that, he it is. That goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. made. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with eagles and run and not be weary. And the very common one came from, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And finally, he will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for he is the rock eternal. You can just get an idea of the traumas and experiences and things that people might have been through when they receive those words of encouragement. I give you all of testimony here. You know, yeah. I've been a Christian for a long time and I don't remember, I don't ever remember the time when there wasn't a word from the Lord. It's that which drives you on and keeps you, you isn't it? I remember last year, just when I had this uh, prostate scare, the Lord just in my heart, I am the Lord that heals you. And I had a perfect peace about that. I wasn't concerned, and the Lord delivered mightily. Yes. When Anne was uh, going through her hospital challenges, she had that verse, I am the Lord who heals you. And she kept repeating it to herself. So it got from her head to her heart. And it sustained it. And the last uh, time she was in, uh, I gave her the verse, Fear not, for the Lord is at your right hand. She came up out the subway into the ward, and the first person came to her bed, gave her the very same text. Fear not, the Lord was at your right hand. It's good when you get something that you can reassure you, it, and God confirms it. We were down in Yorkshire uh, one time, and uh, we, we wanted to come back to Scotland. And that didn't seem possible. It was, uh, it was a bit of a miracle for that to happen. But I come in one morning and says, John, the Lord's given me a text. I'll take you back to your own land. I say, Amen. Isn't it funny, you know, you get a bit sceptical when other people get a word. You don't receive the same enthusiasm when you get a word. So I had the thought, you know, well, you know, that was for the Jews. That was for Abraham or Jacob. A couple of days later, I was reading the scriptures. And Romans and Paul says, Listen, it's God, the God of the Jews only. And I felt duly rebuked. What is the word? I want to assure you this morning if you've got a promise from God, it's 100% reliable, absolutely sure, and steadfast. Now let me show you how it is. You know, when people say, You know, well, you've got to put it into context. Well, I go the other way, they, they, well, they say, you mustn't take it out of context. I go off this way and I say, you've got to put it into the full context. And what is the context of these promises? Well, first of all, it's the word of God. It's in the Bible. Isn't that enough? Your word, Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word is a lamp to my feet. Lord, I just thank you, Lord. Your word is the plumb line in which I live by. It's promises of yes, and amen, and Christ. But I want to be enough for us. But then people want to be more specific. Well, you've got to look at the instant and the circumstances in what the promise was given. Well, I'd be with that. Well, let me tell you, let me ask you, why is it there? Why is the incident and in the circumstances recorded? But Paul tells us, it's recorded for our comfort, it's recorded for our example, that we might know that he's the God, who's no respecter of persons, what he's done for us, he'll do for us. The third context I put it into is this, every experience in the Old Testament that we read of is a revelation of God's dealing with man. And every incident that we get our promises from is a revelation of God's character. It's the God of mercy. It's the God of love. It's the God who's no respectable persons. It's the God of mercy and grace. It's the God who loves to give his children good things. So we can rejoice, Lord. Every aspect of his character is good. He will deprive us of nothing. Then, of course, there's those uh, scholarly people who say, well, it's got to be, you've got to be aware of the dispensation. Which covenant is under? Is it under the old covenant or the new covenant? Well, let me tell you this. The new covenant is a better covenant than the old. The new covenant supersedes the old. Because it says, in Christ Jesus, we have received the inheritance of the promises. Sure and better promises. The promises are yes and amen in Christ, and the final context I had to put into is in Christ. You see, there used to, there used to be taught there used to a lot uh, during the fifties and the sixties. There were a lot of sermons on the types of Christ from the Old Testament. Great teaching. No, the Old Testament is a shadow of the reality that comes in Christ, and Jesus endorsed that. Remember in the stories he walking on the Emmaus road with the disciples. It says he began at Moses and the prophets and went through the scriptures concerning the things concerning himself <laughs> and did their hearts, not born within us. It's all in Jesus. Jesus was the rock out which the water poured. Jesus was the cloud that led in the wilderness. Jesus was a serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness. Jesus was a suffering servant, promised in Isaiah. It's all about Jesus. So I want to come back in and see Well, what's you got to say for us today? Well, in this uh, crisis of pestilence, I don't want to get too much into about that. You'll have your own thoughts now. But I want to say this, Matthew's 24, six and seven says, pestilence will come. Therefore, fear not, look up for your redemption, Drodna. God is not caught off foot by pestilence. It's all factored in, he's in charge and he will bring about his purposes. But I want to bring it closer to home about this isolation time with And there's is no isolation from God. You can't hide from him. You can't escape from him. I remember when I was first converted, they got, I wasn't too long converted then. I got a wee shock one night. I said, oh, there's no privacy anymore. God is always there. God is always there. So thing, oh, I was thinking about how communication improves the relationships. How can we maximise our lockdown period? Well, we can do it simply by communicating. And I want to give you three ways to communicate and improve your isolation. First one is communicate upward, seek the Lord, seek his face, take time to be still, to learn and listen. Jesus said to his disciples, could you not watch one hour? Well, we've got plenty of time to let's find an hour to sit with Jesus. A little talk with Jesus makes it right. All right. Trials of every kind. I'm sure you'll always find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. So take time to communicate with the Lord. Secondly, communicate with one another. I'm not going to lay a law on you, but let me suggest how about phoning or texting two people in a fellowship every day? Not the same two, mind you. Go through the fellowship. And you'll find when we get together again, our fellowship will be all the richer. We'll know one are better. But if they tend to talk to one another, and share with another. And lastly, communicate with the community. Anna and I have been in coming off for a wee bit over 20 odd years. And it's one of these estates like yours, no doubt. People go out to work in the morning, come back at night, and you never see your neighbours. Since this lockdown, in the last seven weeks, we've spoken to more neighbours than we did in the last 20 years. The community is open. Be bold. Take the opportunity to give a reason for the hope that's within you and share why your trust is in him. And the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, it picks us up and encourages us gives us hope. We thank you, Lord, you incline your ear to our cry and our prayer. Thank you, Lord, you've invited us. Call upon me in a day of trouble. And now we're here. But We thank the Heavenly Father, Lord, You're not only there in the troubled times, but you're there in the times of joy, for your kingdom is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So we ask, Lord, you continue, Lord. Give us that voice bend over here saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Let us know your direction. Guide our past, Lord. Keep it in your will. And may your Son be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.